0: Now broadcasting from his hidden bunker and fully stocked bar, it is the Saturday Report with Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you and welcome once again, my friends, to the Saturday Report with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor, adventurer, entrepreneur, and amateur rake. Welcome to AWSM Radio, an independent digital only radio station that plays today's best music, old school classics, along with a rotating cast of all star DJs. AWSM Radio focuses on mainstream artists, independent artists, along with a variety of interesting talk and music shows throughout the day. All we do is entertain, inspire, and inform. And my friends, I want you to be part of the conversation as well. So you can find me on the Twitter, on the cameo, at Colt S. Taylor. And now, right now, on twitch.tv slash Colt S. Taylor. Follow me there, and you can see the the behind-the-scenes recording, usually the day before, of me putting together the show. And you can chime in, you can say hello, etc., etc. So please follow me there. And if you haven't already... Subscribe to the podcast version of the show at Anchor.fm/slash CultsTaylor and bookmark com. All right, my friends, let's get started with this week's side report. First up, folks, we go to Japan for a tragic story. Story about a boy meets a girl, got married. Family did not approve of such marriage. Didn't even come to his wedding only attended by friends, and now, sadly, uh, uh, she has lost the ability to speak, although he does care for her immensely. A real love story. Patch of itself, oh, gosh, how did this, uh, how did she lose the ability to talk? Some sort of disease? Fall of silence? Well, no, not quite. The, uh, software company that, uh, controlled the AI for the program, um uh shut down. Yes, um not talking about an actual person, but a hologram that someone in Japan married. Uh actually quite quite a while ago, but uh recently popped up on my um my end. Uh Hatsumiku um Hatsumiku is the hologram and this man um married this Japanese man uh Akito Kondo Uh, married this hologram in 2018, Uh, is a virtual pop star that came onto the scene in 2007, apparently, became very popular with uh, the Japanese uh, crowd. Sensation among anime and pop music enthusiasts uh, was a center of a merchandising empire, which now includes uh, full-length albums, video games by Sega, figurines, and collectibles, even went on tour with Lady Gaga in 2014. Yes, famous hologram, anime character. Well, this fella uh, really liked it, really fell in love with it, to quote, uh, well, I'll, I'll quote him Quote him a bit, but um, he married the hologram, spent about $18,000 on a wedding ceremony, uh, up not recognized by the Japanese government, as one would imagine, and create, had created this hologram of the character which he could have conversations with. I mean, as much conversations with as an AI could. However, in 2020, Gatebox discontinued its artificial intelligence service for the hologram, which required an internet connection to a central processing server in order to run. Uh, much like, you know, in in Amazon... Uh, Alexa, uh, cancel. I'm about to go off. Or Siri, type thing. A smart smart speaker needs to be connected to the internet. This um, company called Gatebox discontinued, so now he can no longer communicate with this hologram uh, that he married. Quote unquote. Uh, to quote him, uh, he has still madly in love. With this hologram, my love for Miku hasn't changed. I held the wedding ceremony because I thought I could be with her forever. Um, while Miku can no longer respond to his voice, Kondo says that he continues to talk to it, eats his meals, and with the now silent virtual character facing him. Uh, he can he, he describes himself as a fictosexual or someone attracted to fictional characters. So, um... Yeah, yeah, so, sad story, I suppose. Uh, You know, you love someone, and now they can't talk to you. Uh, Although maybe now that their relationship is more of a sit and look at each other, maybe he will make some healthier human connections. Now, who am I to judge? No, different strokes for different blokes, but, uh, yeah. So, that had to bring you that story. Next up, my friends, we go to Russia, where this week, the last leader of the Soviet Union, Mikhail Gorbachev, passed away at the age of 91. 91. Uh, For a chunk of you, you may not remember the fall of the Soviet Union. I barely do. But it was a big moment in the last century, the end of the Soviet Union, and Mikhail Gorbachev uh, presided over that. Uh, Not by choice, mind you, but... uh, Oh, gosh, I'm not going to go into the history of the Cold War, but, you know, Cliff Notes, uh, bad economy, tried to change things, attempted coup, coup failed, Boris Yeltsin steps in, end of the Soviet Union. So, he passed away this week, at the age of 91, uh, funerals being planned, however, uh, despite of him being uh, seen as a great hero in the West, not people aren't people are too big of a fan of him in Russia. They say all that he was the reason why the Soviet Union fell apart, uh, that their standard of living dove, and then they got the corruption of Boris Yeltsin, and uh, all pointing to him being his fault. Uh, That plunged millions of people into poverty. So, a lot of mixed feelings over there. In fact, the current president of Russia, Vladimir Putin, says that the disintegration of the Soviet Union was one of the greatest tragedies of the last century, but uh he will be getting a funeral be low key will not be a state funeral for for that matter uh a funeral will not be attended by President Putin or by other international leaders. It's a little tough to get into Russia these days with the war in Ukraine and whatnot, so because just be a low key funeral that will not be a state funeral but will have aspects quote unquote of a state funeral. Such as a honor guard and some Soviet and some um, government assistance of organizing it and whatnot, um, but will not be a fully fledged state funeral. Uh, Putin is going to be out of the area during the day because of his quote unquote busy work schedule. So seen as a bit of a snub, uh, he did go to uh, I guess when they had the body viewing and left flowers and. Gave a little head bow and said a prayer. But does not intend on on, on going to the funeral of Mikhail Gorbachev. And uh, no international leaders are likely to come as well. Uh, so, so uh, him and Gorbachev had a bit of an uh, icy relationship. Gorbachev was saying that the invasion of Ukraine was a mistake. And that uh, the democratic reforms that Putin were scaling back was a mistake. Just... Just wasn't a fan of his. Say it carefully. Say it carefully. Um, But, um, yeah. So, it's not going to be a big hoop to do, as a lot of people have some pretty strong feelings about him uh, presiding over the dissolution of the Soviet Union. However, uh, he did pass away this week. So, Mikhail Gorbachev, last leader of the Soviet Union, Nobel Peace Prize winner... And of course, had a cameo in a Pizza Hut commercial, has passed away this week at the age of 91. We stay in Russia for this next story, uh, where a Russian oil chief has passed away this week. Uh, Ravel Maganov Ravel uh, passed away this week at the age of 67 uh, at a central clinic hospital. Uh, he was the chairman of Russia's second largest oil producer, Lukoil. Uh, he died at the hospital, uh, by falling out of a six-floor window. Boy, there has been a rash of six-floor window falls in Russia lately, just tumbling all out of windows there. I don't know why they keep them open. Seems like a chilly country, or at least a country that, during the summers, they have air conditioning, but, uh, yep, fell out of a window, Hmm. Terrible, terrible accident. Fun fact, he had recently criticized uh, Russia's invasion of Ukraine, um, but uh guess just I guess bad luck followed him and phroop, there he went. So, needless to say, um uh People thinking maybe it wasn't an, an accent. Uh, he's actually the second Luke Oil executive to die in the recent months. Chief executive Alexander Suburpin, uh died after suffering an apparent cardiac arrest. Go figure. Um, in March, Luke Oil called for the end of the conflict, saying that the board expresses its concern over the ongoing tragic events in Ukraine and its deepest sympathies to all those affected by the tragedy. We stand for the immediate cessation of armed conflict to fully support its resolution through negotiation process and through diplomatic means. Well, Chief Executive and uh, this the Chairman were both diplomatically removed from this world via quote-unquote heart attack and quote-unquote falling out of a hospital window. I'm just going to have to take a guess that Future Luke Oil executives uh, will be a little bit more careful with what they say. Otherwise, or or only go to a hospital that has one floor. Those are probably, I guess, I feel like that is probably a pretty good guess about what they'll do. Yeah, a a little dangerous to be in hospitals in Russia this time of year. Or any time of year, apparently. Next up, my friends, we go to space, 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 where the James Webb Space Telescope has made its latest breakthrough and has taken the first ever picture of a planet outside of our solar system. Now, in the past, in the past, uh, we have detected planets through um, observation. Like, oh, this light kind of went wobbly. There's probably a planet there. But this is the first time someone took a picture of a planet 400 light-years away from Earth. Meaning, the light that's hitting the camera on the telescope has left that planet 400 years ago to reach there. So, uh, that's where it is. Uh, So, the $10 billion observatory launched on space Christmas Day, had many decades of development and years of delays, is starting to put back some amazing pictures... Uh, this is a uh, exoplanet, a planet outside of our solar system. It is a gas giant which they call hip six five two four B. They you know, they can't call all planets different names, so they kinda of categorize them. Uh, it's about six to twelve times the mass of Jupiter. That means it's six to twelve times uh, maybe not bigger than Jupiter, but it has more mass than Jupiter. That could be you know, could be the could be smaller in size but heavier, or bigger and just lighter. Anyways, it is fifteen million years old, and as a result of being a celestial infant, it's more than nine hundred degrees centigrade on the surface. Now, there's no way this planet could could support life as we know it on there, but they're hoping scientists that uh, with this picture, uh, they'll be able to look elsewhere and find planets. Uh, using the ways they found this plant and and whatnot. Um, So, uh, they're pretty excited about it. So, it was a big, big, big find. Uh, Now, apparently, this world, this world takes 630 years to circle its star. So, one year on that planet is 630 years. Pretty, pretty amazing. Um... Now, the astronomer at the University of Edinburgh, uh, who's worked on it and studied the planet, says um, that this is similar to a candle flame. Uh, the world was able to be seen by the web be- the Webb telescope because it is more than 100 times further from its star than the Earth is from the sun, allowing the telescope's sensitive infrared sensors to block out the heat from the star and pick up the fake signature of a planet, so yes, so it's because it's so far away, taking six hundred thirty years to go around there. That's why they're able to find it. So they're gonna take that information and uh, hope that um, hope they can find other planets. Now, this planet was first seen in two thousand seventeen in Chile. But uh, the web's unique vantage point and powerful tools provide fresh data, which is now under peer review, with the preliminary indications as a preprint on arXiv. Don't know what that means. Don't know what that means at all. Uh, now Hubble uh, did have the world's first photos of exoplanets from space, but the Webb telescope is uh, the greater resolution uh, compared to the Hubble telescope. And so they're hoping that uh, they'll be getting even more detailed pictures of these plants in the future. So pretty neat. Uh, whenever I see a story about the Webb Telescope, I'm willing Yankee for you there, folks, because science—it's very, very interesting. My friends, do you know what is out of this world? Well, it's out of this world if you've not listened or heard of my pal DC, because he has three shows here on AWSM Radio, and it's all three are amazing. First up, at 9 p.m. on Fridays, it's DC Live in Effect. He's our in-house DJ here, and he's going to mix it up and smash it on the ones and twos, kicking the beats from South Florida week in and week out, every Friday. Then on Saturdays, it's DC House Party Saturdays. DC's bringing you his freestyling DJing to the max. House Party Saturdays gives you all the Miami vibe, without actually having to be there. From the top clubs to the bars, DC will bring the party to you. Then finally on Sunday at 10 p.m., it's DC Live in Effect again. Again, my friends. So, just to recap, here on AWC Radio, DC Live in Effect Fridays at 9, DC House Party Saturdays, Saturdays at 10, and then DC Live in Effect once again, Sundays at 10 p.m. Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio, we now go from space to deep under the sea to the wreckage of the Titanic, where stunning new video has been captured using eight K cameras, which I guess are very detailed. Apparently, it's it's super detailed, super fine uh, video graphing. I guess so. Some high quality video of the Titanic has been taken and revealed for the first time. Uh, So good is the um, uh, footage that you can actually read the name of the anchor maker, of the anchor. The anchor says, uh, no Hingley and Sons, from the portside anchor. Um, It's a level of detail that has never been seen before, uh, according to expert, d- Titanic expert and diver Roy Golden. He said, I've been studying the wreckage for decades and completed multiple dives. I can't recall seeing any other image showing this level of detail. He continued to add, one of the most amazing clips shows one of the single-end embro- boilers that fell into the ocean floor when the Titanic broke into two. Notably, it was one of the single-ended boilers that was first spotted when the wreck of the Titanic was identified in 1985. P.H. Nardiolet, veteran submarine submarine pilot, added, Early in the video, you can see the crane used to deploy the enormous 15-ton anchor, still located on the deck of the ship, and the shackle that was originally attached to the main mast has now collapsed. So, one thing they did notice is the continued deterioration of the Titanic... Some pieces have fallen away, uh, pieces of railing and whatnot, so it's it's eventually going to disintegrate and collapse. Not quite yet, but it is. Uh, it was first discovered in 1985. It had sunk uh, in 1912, hit Iceberg, we all saw the movie, uh, but no one knew where it was until 1985. They were able to find it. There have been multiple, multiple, uh, different expeditions down there uh, to both parts. It's split to, split into two, and now the bow and Stern are about a third of a mile apart. And uh, they've gone down there, they've put up artifacts, like plates and spoons and all sorts of things, and um, continue to do so, continue to do so, but it's not going to last for too much longer. Also down there, a lot, James Cameron, who directed Titanic, um, led teams to to the wreck to both the bow and the stern um during um during his time there. Fun fact, Cameron has spent more time because he's gone down there in the subs subs himself, but James Cameron has spent more time in the wreck of the Titanic than the passengers did before it sank. So they're on there for like, you know, a few days. He has spent hours and hours and hours and hours and hours down there and now has spent more time with the Titanic than the people who died on the ship, so pretty crazy. But anyway,s if you have a chance, check that out, especially if you are a Titanic uh, curious, c- curious about the Titanic or deep sea wrecks, things like s- things like that. 8K footage is pretty, pretty detailed footage. Next up, folks, we'll stay in the water a bit uh, and go to the San Diego Zoo and 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 learn about Lucas. Lucas is an African penguin who was diagnosed with a degenerative foot condition called bumblefoot. Uh, causes painful lesions on the feet, can lead to septus infection and death if left untreated. Well, zoo officials uh, got Lucas a pair of prosaic shoes made of rubber and uh, neoprene, which allows him to walk and minimize the pressure on his feet while he moves. Uh, the, uh, prosthetic shoes were made in cooperation with an animal prosthesis organization called Therapaw, which makes artificial limbs for a variety of animals. Um, for Lucas, these boots have been a long time coming, apparently. Uh, the penguin developed a spinal infection as a young chick that left him without the ability to stand properly, according to zoo officials. Uh, the zoo team successfully... The zoo team attempted therapy and acupuncture to relieve Lucas's pain, but most of the time it was unsuccessful. Uh, so as his condition worse, worsened, uh, they reached out to Therapaw as the last etcher to help their waddling friend, and wouldn't you know it, they were able to do it. Um, so according to San Diego Zoo Senior Veterinarian uh, Beth Beckinsense. Uh, I've known Lucas for a long time, so having the ability to provide him with a chance to live a normal life brings a smile to my face. The boots are cushioned and velcroed in place so they will help Lucas to fully participate in the colony and showcase behaviors that are more typical for a penguin, such as climbing rocks, swimming, nesting, and finding a suitable mate. Um, Already, with the boots on, zoo officials have observed him uh, walking better, uh, improved posture, uh, his gait has improved, and has allowed him to maintain balance a whole lot easier. So, so, um, that is that is a very, very nice thing. Irira uh, Borges, the founder and president of Therapol, said, this was such an amazing opportunity, and we were honored to be asked to assist the team at the San Diego Zoo. Over the years, we've tackled challenging cases like Lucas's, and each is special and memorable One thing that never gets old is seeing an animal's life dramatically improve after using one of our aids. It inspires us and drives us every day. So, uh, and zoo officials are also very happy to see it work. Uh, the penguin's getting around a whole lot more, and may start looking for a mate. Hello, hello, hello. Uh, the African penguin, which is good, because the African penguin is on the list of threatened species. Uh, There was once over 1 million breeding pairs of African penguins, but now they're to say that that number is probably down to 18,000. The population has decreased 23% in the last two years alone due to marine pollution, climate change, lack of food, and, of course, habitat loss. So, Lucas, hope you got them happy feet, because if the cartoon tells me anything, you'll be dancing soon. So good luck to ya, Lucas. Next, my friends, we return to space, to Voyager 1, which I think, I think I had mentioned this in an earlier broadcast. I'll have to go back to the archives. The extensive Colt Sebastian Taylor archives. But Voyager 1, which is a spacecraft we sent out in the 70s to explore space, was sending back weird data. Now, these spacecraft are over 45, or close to being 45 years old, Decades beyond how long most people thought they would last, decades long. Um, but so not all the instruments are working, but it's still sending back data of where it is. The data takes a bit of time to get there because it's very, very, very far away, but it's still sending important data back to NASA to analyze, again, just a testament of like how well these uh, satellites have held up over time. Well Voyager One was sending out data to Earth, and it didn't match where it was supposed to be. Uh, Voyager One was communicating information about the location and orientation of the satellite, but it did not match up with what should where it should be. It was way off. No one really knew where why why it was doing this. They know where it should be, but it was sending information saying, Uh, I was somewhere else. And um, its partner, Voyager 2, launched in the summer of 77, uh, was working fine. So something was going on with Voyager 1, there was some sort of technical fault, maybe it had been picked up by aliens. Who knows? Uh, When this first emerged, Voyager's current project manager, Suzanne Dodd, said, The spacecraft are both almost 45 years old, which is far beyond the mission planners anticipated. Uh, they're also in, they're also an in interstellar space, a high radiation environment that no spacecraft has flown in before. Uh, however, however, uh, they have been able to figure out what happened. The data the tele, 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 telemetry 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 data sent to Earth was being sent through a faulty computer. so had the data, Data was going through this kind of broken computer and then transmit back to Earth. Uh, they switched to a different onboard computer. is perfectly fine. So, it looks like it was just going through a wrong computer. Now, they don't know why it switched over to that, but it did. But now they have switched it back. So, uh, according to a statement, uh, we're happy to have telemetry back we'll do a full memory readout of the AACS and look for everything it's been doing. That will help us try to diagnose the problem that caused telemetry issues in the first place. So, uh, don't worry, has not become self-aware. It's not a Terminator. Uh, but on September 5th, which is, see, the Monday. Is that Monday? September 5th is Monday, right? Yes, on Monday, the mission will celebrate its 45th year. A milestone that Voyager Two reached on August twentieth of this year. So, as of September fifth, this Monday, both Voyager One and Voyager Two will celebrate its forty-fifth year of uh, of operations. So look at that. Hmm. Pretty pretty neat. Um. The uh, Voyager One. uh f- Uh. Fun fact, has traveled over 100 million miles. 100 million miles and is now beyond our solar system. It is is in interstellar space, okay? First man-made object to leave our solar system, it is in interstellar space between solar systems. Uh, I remember growing up, them talking about, like, by this, by 2020, whatever, it'll be in interstellar space. Okay, Mrs. Stein. I think it's time for centers, but uh, look at that. They're out there. Those things keep on ticking. Folks, do you know what is always out of this world? It's my pal Rocks and her show, The Rock Sessions. It's a drive time show, uh, making sure your evening commute home is fun, featuring the hottest music on the charts and some other surprises in between. She will make it rocks. She will make it rock, rock style. Monday through Friday, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Yes, that's right, my friends. Not just Monday, but also Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, the weekdays, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m., the Rock Sessions, only here on AWSM Radio. Next up, my friends, we go to social media. Not Twitter, not Instagram, not Facebook, or TikTok, or Pinterest, or Snapchat. But Truth Social, yes, Donald Trump's personal social media platform, Truth Social, oddly named. um, Well, it's having some issues, uh, some issues here. Uh, It has been not approved by Google and has been booted from Google's Play Store uh, because of a lack of moderation. Mostly the violent content posting on there about overthrowing the government from a variety of ultra nuclear mega votes votes. Fotes? Folks. Folks. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Generally speaking, Google doesn't want to be, like, a platform where planning to overthrow the government takes place. That's not really in their business model, so to speak. So they have been rejected. Um, uh, probably comes to a surprise to noted, um... Just overall terrible person, Devin Nunes, who left Congress to run this company, the CEO. Uh, he said on August 26th, when are we going to be available on Android? Well, look, that that's up to the Google Play Store. I mean, we're waiting for them to approve us, and I don't know what's taking so long. Well, it's mostly the violent content on there, overthrowing over, over, the government, and the liquidation of certain government officials. Go figure. Go figure. Um now they said they don't know, but according to Axios, a source says there that yeah, we're 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 aware of what the issue is. We're we're aware of what the issue is. Um in a statement by Google to Axios, Google says on August nineteenth we notified Truth Social several violations of standard policies in their current app submission and re reiterated and having effective systems for monitoring user-generated content is a condition of return to service for any app to go live on Google Play. So it is on Apple now. Um, Apple is, you know, Apple and Android are two main cell phone uh, operating systems out there. Okay, it's either Apple or it's Android, and that's it. That's it. Um, so. Android phones make up 44% of the U.S. mobile operating system market share. Okay? So, that's a chunk. It's not quite half, but it's practically half. So, if you're not on there, that's the thing. Uh, Now, there was a tremendous amount of downloads when it first launched. Then kind of, you know, tapered out a bit. You were seeing about uh, 13,000 downloads a day. Uh, Then, when Mar-a-Lago was raided and searched by the FBI... It received over 100,000 downloads between August 8th and August 15th. Uh, So it's a bit of... uh, That's one bit of trouble. Uh, The other bit of trouble is that uh, it might shut down. Yeah, it might shut down. Uh, Some tech executives left the company altogether. Um, And then the uh, right-wing web hosting platform, RightForge says that uh, Truth Social owes them $1.6 million in unpaid fees. Weird. Something associated with Donald Trump not paying their bill. What a weird, weird, weird thing. Huh? Huh? Kind of weird. In addition to that, um, delays. There's delays in a merger between Trump media and Technology Group, and the Digital World Acquisition Corporation, the SPAC, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, uh, that plans to take Trump's uh, technical company um, um, Truth social public. They'll merge the companies and make it public. Well, when uh, the stock price started, it was at $97 a share, which I'm sure Devin Nunes took a big old chunk of shares to come on over and be the CEO, well, golly, the last, the last price for that shares were about, uh yeah, under $25. Kind of took a dive. Kind of took a dive. A wee, wee, wee bit. So, um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. They, they they don't like all of the conspiracies theory and violence being put on there. And Donald Trump, since his home was searched, has been reposting QAnon's conspiracy theories all over the place. All over the place on his profile. He is quite quite the truth socialer or TS-er, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they probably didn't like that too. So, not sure whether truth social... Is going to be truly available later, uh, but they, at the very least, they're going to have to pay their bills. So we'll see. We now go to Texas, where the Texas Department of State Health Services, the DSHS, said on Tuesday that uh, a patient that was a adult living Harris County has died from the monkeypox virus. Now, this person will also. Severely immunocompromised as well. Okay. Um, but they think the virus did play a role in this person's uh death. Uh with that said, um, you know, there has been infections all over the world, 18,000 cases in the United States, but at the moment, only 15 confirmed deaths worldwide, worldwide, from monkeypox. Uh, it's painful. Oh, boy, It hurts. Uh, you're going to get fever, chills, swollen lymph nodes, rash, some open sores. But painful, but not life-threatening. Uh, monkeypox is, is, I guess, the best way to describe it. It's kind of like less, not as bad as smallpox. The smallpox is super bad, but more severe than chickenpox. So, monkeypox. Kind of the same neighborhood. But, fortunately the smallpox vaccine is effective against monkeypox. Um, and uh, this week, the Biden administration announced that it would give $11 million for the domestic domestic public domestic production of the giant rose smallpox vaccine, which is also effective against monkeypox. And about 200,000 doses of this vaccine has been administered so far. So... Um, Health officials did say last week that the monkeypox cases in the U.S. appeared to be trending downward as people were being much more careful with that. And, um, yeah, but however, first person in the United States has passed away, but they were severely immunocompromised, meaning their immune system wasn't that great. But still, still a milestone. Still a milestone. So be careful out there, folks. Be careful. My friends, if you need a dose of basketball, then join us at 9 p.m. for To the Rack with Mac on Wednesdays. It's your go-to spot for all things basketball. Join NBA expert Mac Daddy as he brings you a full hour of high-flying hoops. For all things NBA, tune in Wednesdays at 9 p.m. to To the Rack with Mac here on AWSM Radio. Then stick around because at 10 p.m. it's What's Going On? Is our Fox affiliate show here called "What's Going On," providing listeners with over 150 combined years of sports knowledge? Host Nate Brown and his crew have a staple of Western New York sports for the and they they, they have been the staple. They have a staple. They have a stable, folks, and they've been a staple of Western New York sports for the past two decades. And now they're moving national. And now they're here Wednesdays at 10 p.m. So to recap. Wednesdays at 9 p.m., to the rack with Mac. Wednesdays at 10 p.m., what's going on? Only here, my friends, on AWSM Radio. And finally this week, uh, Mickey Dolenz, the last surviving member of the Monkees, a 60s-era made-for-TV band, is demanding through the Freedom, Freedom of Information Act for the FBI to release files on the Monkees. Apparently the FBI had a file on the Monkees due to their uh, association with other singers who are also being monitored by the, by the FBI. So, uh, Mickey Dolenz here, who's now 77, wants the file on him and the other three deceased members of the Monkees, Michael Naismith, Peter Tork, and Davy Jones. Uh, according to the FBI, they were known to associate with other musicians and individuals whose activities were monitored and being investigated by the FBI, to include but not limited to uh, John Lennon, uh, as well as the other Beatles and Jimi Hendrix. So uh, he uh, asked for this. They didn't respond. So they is now taking them to court. Uh, this first popped up in two thousand and eleven with a heavy re- heavily redacted file about the band uh misspelling their name because they you know why not be jerks but now mickey's going to court to find out what exactly the FBI knew about hey hey the monkeys they they may not have just been monkeying around and my friends, that is just about all the time we have here on the Saturday put with me, Colt Sebastian Taylor. Thank you so much for joining me here today. Remember, you can find me on the Twitter at Colt S Taylor. You can hire me on Cameo at Colt S. Taylor. And you can, of course, of course, hear the podcast version of this show at anchor.fm slash Colt S. Taylor. And if you're on Twitch, which you should be, it's very, it's great. You can watch me live streaming, recording this show sometime on Thursday or Friday. Chime in, say hello. And then other times, I'm playing World of Warships and doing other video game stuff, too. So you should follow me at twitch.tv slash Colt Taylor. All this information is at ColtSebastianTaylor.com. All right, my friends. Until next time, I am, of course, your friend, Colt Sebastian Taylor. And I'll see you later. Happy Labor Day weekend.